Jabari for three and the win. Yeah! He got it. We are here to fuel Rockets news. This is Rockets Field Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Ashar Binkley. I am a credentialed media member covering the Houston Rockets and Rio Grande Valley Vipers. And you can always find my written work over at SB Nation or the Dream Shake. And of course, you can always find me on Twitter at Binkley Hoops. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the upcoming trade deadline that's fast approaching it. If I'm not mistaken, less than two weeks now. Uh, the trade deadline will be here. And we all know there's two things that the Houston Rockets absolutely need. is shooting and is a backup center. As good as Jeff Green has been this season, um, I don't think many people were expecting him to be playing 15, 20 minutes a game, sometimes even 30 minutes a game, because they also brought in Jock Landell, who was coming off a really good season for the Phoenix Suns, who was playing a lot in the playoffs over Deion, uh, playing over Aiden uh, for the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs. Um, but unfortunately, uh, whether it's just because he could not come back uh, correctly from the injury he had earlier in the uh, actually before the season even started, or maybe he's just not being able to get used to being on a new team, whatever the case is, Jock Landell has been a big disappointment so far this season to the point where most games, pretty much every game now, Jeff Green is playing ahead of him, and Jock Landell sometimes gets a, uh, several DMPs uh, within uh, one week time. So They've been depending a lot on a a approaching 40-year-old Jeff Green to kind of play those backup men's behind Apple and Shangoon. And yes, Shangoon's playing more minutes this season, uh, to where it's not as huge of a problem. But when you're going up against certain teams that have a big athletic centers, especially coming off the bench, that's where the Rockets kind of suffer. And you can't continue to try to depend on Jeff Green for the entire season. So that's going to be the focus of today's uh podcast. We're going to be talking about um, possible trade options for the Houston Rockets coming up this season. Um, because as we know, um, like I said, the Rockets, they have Alper and Shangun, but they definitely, Alper and Shangun definitely need some help in the backcourt. And preferably somebody that is a rim runner that can block shots, that's athletic, doesn't necessarily have to be seven feet, but that would definitely help because for a lot of years, the Rockets have. I haven't really had a lot of seven footers. Some teams they come like they'll come with two or three seven footers off the bench. The Rockets rarely, if ever, have that type of size in their front court. So it would definitely be something uh, on, on the positive side. They can bring in somebody around six ten, six eleven, seven feet. And the three names on today's list, uh, for the most part, fit that criteria. And the first name I want to start with today is Clint Capella. As we know, Clint Capella. Uh, played here for the Houston Rockets. He started his career here. He was drafted by Daryl Morey. He worked his way up after Dwight Howard left. That's when he really took off uh, pairing with James Harden. Uh, from there, he's went on to other teams. He's playing for the Atlanta Hawks right now. And he's still putting up really good numbers so far this uh, this season. Um, even though he is approaching uh, 29 years old, he's about to hit 30 years old here pretty soon. He's still putting up over 11 points a game, still averaging double-digit rebound, and he's actually playing the less minutes he's played since um, the 2016-2017 season at under 26 minutes a game. Um, so he's still putting up really good numbers, and for Capella, the biggest thing tra- trading for him is, of course, Atlanta's going to be asking more than probably the other teams on this list. Um, they're going to be probably asking for more back they're probably not really looking for draft capital. They're probably looking for somebody that can kind of plug into the rotation. But if they are looking for draft capital, that's where the Rockets can come in and possibly be able to bring in a Clint Capella, who would be the absolutely perfect backup for Alperen Sengun. Get your shot blocking, get your rebounding, 
and he play, he's a, a player that can play above the rim if the Rockets can ever figure out how to throw alley-oops at his. He's a player that can play above the rim, so he would be the absolute perfect match with Alperen Shangun uh, coming off the bench. Uh, the biggest hurdle, along with the you know trade compensation that you send him back, will be his contract where he's making $20 million a year. The good thing is the Rockets do have Victor Oladipo's contract, who, which is over a little bit over $9 million a year, which expires next season, so teams won't be as hesitant to take that in. You also have Jock Landale's contract, who, yes, he makes $8 million over the next four years, but this year is the only guaranteed year. So after this year, teams can cut him or do whatever they want with his contract after that, and they won't be you know, beholden to that contract. Um, of course, you also have Jay Sean Tate's contract, which is a little bit less. It's going around $6.7 million a year around that range. But at least he is a playable player that somebody can stick into their rotation because I don't know if you can say that about Jock Landale. And you definitely can't say that about Victor Oladipo because he hasn't even seen the court yet this season. But like I said, you can make these contracts work with, a, like I said, with a, um, with a Jock Landale, with a Jay Sean Tate. And if you need to throw in like a filler player, like I said, possibly a Jay Sean Tate, and then that should get you to the $22, $23 million range. Um, if Atlanta needs to throw in a, a 11th or 12th man to make the salaries match, they can definitely do that. And then maybe Atlanta's asking for a type of draft compensation, which the Rockets, uh, for this year, the Rockets have Brooklyn's pick, which may or may not be a good pick because Brooklyn have been struggling uh, for most of the season. So we'll see how that plays out. And then they also have... Uh, two or three second round picks. They have Brooklyn's second round pick, possibly depending on uh, some parameters that need to be met that for some reason not really posted anywhere. But um, more than likely, those parameters will be met. So they have Brooklyn's second round pick. And they also have uh, OKC's second round pick um, this season. So that's a couple of second round picks they can also throw in. And then next year, of course, they have Brooklyn's pick. Um, but again, that's some parameters that have to be met that OKC could possibly swap with the Rockets. A lot of things that can go kind of go into that first round pick. But then next year, they also have their own second round pick and OKC second round pick. So they have some picks to work with in the next couple of seasons that they can throw in to maybe entice Atlanta. Um, again, this is probably the more out of the three. This is probably the more far-fetched one just because of the salaries and also because Atlanta is going to be asking for more back for a Clint Capella who is still starting even though he's only playing. He's playing under 26 minutes a game. So Clint Capella will probably be the first choice if you could trade for any of these three guys. Uh, but second on that list, uh, for me, would be Daniel Gafford out of Washington. He's another athletic big that can run the court. Um, doesn't have a ton of offensive game, um, sort of like Clint Capella, but he is a rim runner. He can block some shots. Uh, he's another athletic big that the Rockers absolutely desperately need off the bench. Um, he is actually 25 years old. He just signed a contract, so he's actually three years, $40 million, um, that's still left on his contract, which isn't you know, too horrible um of a deal to try to work out with because so, again like i said as i mentioned earlier with the jay shantae contract victor oludipo and the jock landale contract you can kind of mix and match those to match the salary so i don't think the salary would be a huge deal and i think with washington i don't necessarily think they're going to be looking for as much back for daniel gafford as the Atlanta hawks are because washington is horrible number one and number two, they'll probably be looking for a draft capital um, instead of necessary player that they can just plug in and play 
uh, right away. So Daniel Gafford definitely be somebody that would be a little bit easier to get. And again, he'll be a perfect fit coming off the bench that can play 15, 20 minutes a game. Or sometimes more of Afro Shangun uh, happens to miss a game or is in foul trouble. He would definitely be a upgrade at the center position. Uh, this season, he's actually averaging 10.5 points, 7.5 rebounds. Uh, of course, all those are career highs for him. So he's having a really good season uh, for the for Washington. Again, the only thing, kind of a caveat with all these, a lot of teams are going to be looking for these type of players. So it's not just going to be the Rockets bidding for these players. So you got to keep all that in mind. But for now, we're really just kind of looking for more the fit for the Rockets that would actually help them out in the long run. And not necessarily like, hey, the Rockets will be in the forefront for all these trades. Because like I said, every team, whether they're good or bad, can use a really good backup center. Even For instance, the Knicks, Isaiah Hardenstein, he actually has an ankle injury, so that's a playoff contingent team also that will be looking to bring in another center because they all already lost Mitchell Robinson for the year. So you got to think about teams like that that are going to be trying to bring in centers as well that needs a backup center. And that might be more appealing for some of these players because, yes, they don't necessarily have a say because they're on the contract, but we know how today's NBA works. You know, if you bring in a player that doesn't want to be on your team, then you're just asking for trouble. So you got to factor all that in. But at least for fit, Daniel Gafford, Clint Capella, those would be absolutely great backup for the Houston Rockets. And the third and final player on this list today is someone um, that, again, the Rockets, it could be obtainable because the Charlotte Hornets actually just traded away Terry Rozier earlier. And um, another report came out that they were looking to uh, move some other players off of their team because, again, they are another horrible team that's not going anywhere this year. And they specifically said they're looking for draft capital, something the Rockets can absolutely um, bring to the table. Now, of course, you don't want to have to give up any type of first-round pick for a backup center. Um, of course, teams are going to be looking for that, but you don't want to do that for a backup center. Um, but at the end of the day, sometimes, especially if you're not a team that's at the top of the list of any of these players, Sometimes you may have to uh, make more of a sacrifice when it comes to the number one pick, but I would think that would be like a last resort type thing, something you want to save for a bigger trade if you ever do make one for a impact type of player or a star level player. Um, but again, you do have those second round picks. Um, you can flip a, a Jay Sean Tate or if they're looking to save money because again, uh, Nick Richards is actually uh, three years, 15 million. So he's only making like $5 million a year. So he's in a huge contract. So you could trade this at Jay Sean Tate and the contract for matchup. He's averaging 8.7.7.6 .7 rebounds and playing 24 minutes a game. A game. Again, all career highs for him because uh, he's still a fairly young player. But again, another athletic guy that can play above the rim. I mean, if you go watch his highlights, he can pretty much dunk on anybody. Again, something the Rockets don't have. As much as Jeff Green still dunking on people, that's not necessarily his game now. He's more of a kind of spread them out, take them off a dribble type center. Jock Lindell's not giving you anything, so there's really no point going to what he can bring you. And then, of course, we know Shane Goon has been great all year, but that's not necessarily his game is playing above the rim and being a lead type shot blocker. And that's something the Rockets absolutely need off the bench because, again, you don't want to have to depend on Jeff Green all season long because, I mean, he is approaching 40 years old. You don't want him playing 20, 25 minutes a game because eventually at some point he's probably going to possibly break down or need some time off. So you definitely need a player like one of the three guys on this list. Again, Clint Capella would be the absolute dream backup center for the Houston Rockets. If they can somehow bring him in, that's the perfect situation. But 
any of the uh, three guys on this list would be an upgrade for what the Rockets have right now. And with the trade deadline approaching fast and the Rockets kind of been teetering back and forth these last two or three weeks at around the 500 mark, one thing is for sure, unlike the other previous two or three seasons, the Rockets are going to be more buyers than sellers going into this trade deadline. I got to imagine Rafael Stone has been on the phone constantly trying to find the backup center. And of course, like I said, uh, another shooter or shooters that they can bring in and just kind of follow up on the shooters and shooters. That's another topic we're going to talk about before the uh, trade deadline comes. So we're going to definitely do a video on the specific shooters. But again, the Rocks absolutely need another big man to bring in since, since Jock Landale has been such a huge disappointment so far this season. And those three guys, like I said, will be a perfect match for, uh, for a backup spot for the Houston Rockets. Um, again, the Rockets are coming off a loss to the Boston Celtics, which they actually played surprisingly well when they, even though they were missing again Tari Eason, but they were also missing Fred Van Vliet. They were missing Jeff Green, um, so they actually played pretty well considering they only lost by nine points and was kind of hovering around, keeping it pretty close for most of the game. Uh, of course, Armin Thompson had a, a really good game. Uh, you saw a really good game as usual from Alperen Shangun, um, but. The Rockets did fall in their last game. They have another game coming against Portland, and then they have a couple of games on the road before the a huge game against the Los Angeles Lakers on Monday. That's the next game I will be out at. We will definitely have all the coverage from the Toyota Center, all the pregame, all the postgame. It will be up on the YouTube channel as usual. We appreciate all the support. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. That always helps us out. And also in the comment section, let us know, do you like any of these three players? Is it somebody else that you may like, like a Kelly Olenek? Bisnack Biombo is still out there. Um, for some reason, there's been no news about him at all as far as signing with another team, but there are other options out there besides the three I listed. So put them down in the comments, people that you would like to rock the brain and pop as a backup center. And also name some shooters that you may want us to talk about in the next uh, podcast. So definitely leave that down in the comments. As usual, we appreciate all support. And make sure you check out the next episode of Rockets Fuel Podcast. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.